welcome to Latin Con Orgullo with your hosts, Elizabeth and Gabby. Latin Con Orgullo is a podcast designed to explore the diversity of Latinidad, taboo topics that can inform our listeners on the issues relevant to our community. Each episode will include the thoughts of those identifying as first-generation, immigrants, and anything in between. We hope to empower you to be vulnerable and share your stories. So traite una silla y acompáñanos en nuestra conversación para reírnos, educarnos y fortalecer a nuestra comunidad. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Latin con Orgullo. Today we will talk about navigating our identities in the corporate world or the workforce in general. We know that navigating adulthood can be emotional, difficult, and confusing, especially as first-generation graduates. From navigating our cultural identity to family expectations, expectations, forgive me, we will explore our personal experience and our community's personal experience with adulthood. So let's get started. Gabby, what, what in, I guess, incited you to really talk about this topic? I guess I wanted to bring it up on the podcast um, because, well, a lot of the times I think we hear about Latinas' careers once they're successful, once they're at like a really good point in their career where they're getting all these awards and accolades. Um, but for me personally, like I'm, I thankfully like, was able to graduate college, but I'm still in a transitional point. And uh, for those of you that are still in college, like, I mean, the grind doesn't stop, basically, um, even after you're in college. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in my come up right now. I'm in a transitional state. And um, with that comes, like, a lot of um, things I have to figure out. So, yeah, I just wanted to share this and be candid about this um, process. Um, yeah, to bring more visibility. And so people um, like us are in a similar situation um, don't feel alone. Yeah, I I can definitely agree with a lot of the things that you said. One thing I will add I think that when we all graduate from college, there's this ex expectation that we have to have our lives together. But the reality is that a lot of people our age still don't have their life figured out. Maybe they are at a place where, you know, they thought they wanted to be when they graduated, but they're not happy. And so they're looking to make that transition. And that's something that to me is also really important and a reason why I wanted to also talk about this topic and navigating our own careers in this moment in time i think we also carry the expectations of our family and what they think we're doing and what we should be doing what whether or not we should be happy in the roles that we are because that's what we have been sold our entire lives or at least for me since the moment i knew i was going to go to college so yeah yeah, yeah i guess to our next point um on families um i'll give this to you Elizabeth but I guess what are like what it does what role does your family play in in you adulting and you in this next um part of your life yeah so when I first started working one of the things that was really hard was balancing home and like work and so because I was in college I think it was easier for me to like help around with chores and I would also help financially in some sense. But now that I'm working, it's transitioned more towards like financially. And in a Latino household, women don't really, I feel like aren't known for helping financially, but I essentially transition into the man role. And my mom was not really okay with that. I remember initially when I started working, she would always criticize me for like coming home late and not washing the dishes. It's, and to be fair, she, she was right in her right to say that I didn't wash the dishes because I didn't. And it's one of the things I don't like doing. But I still like I felt like my my siblings, too, like they didn't like that I was working and trying to be a mom at the same time because I still hadn't figured that out completely. And it was almost like I feel like discouraging like some days I just didn't want to go home because I knew people were going to criticize me for for you know working and it's it's so interesting because that's what you're told to do from such a young age and then when you actually do it people get upset that does that is that a similar experience for you Gabby 
Did yeah, I think um, that's a those are really good um, things to bring up. Just because I think in the Latino household, when you're in the U.S. at least, you have to battle with a lot of cultural differences that you're navigating with. Because here in the U.S., like women, they we have more freedom in the sense that society is like, no, you can go out too. You have fun here. You drink, you can do this. Like just because you're a woman doesn't mean you have to be just, um, well kept to a certain spot in, in the household or in society. Um, and so for me too, like, grow, like moving back after college, it's been really interesting navigating, um, just being back. Cause I'm, yeah, like that criticizing of like, well, you don't, like why are you coming home so late why are you drinking this like why are you drinking on the weekends at all um or like you go out too much even for me I'm like I just go out two times out of the week and for my someone my age I'm like that's a little bit (laughs) um so yeah my mom's often like oh like like um you don't make enough time for us. I'm like, I feel like I'm in that role. It sounds like I'm another parent or another, I don't know. Like, yeah, like I'm esclavizada como already into that nuclear family as if I was the one que me acompañado, as if I was the one that I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's been hard in that sense. Um, and I think also just explaining to our families, like what we do, what our work entails, um, I know my mom's made comments about like kind of criticizing, like not considering my job necessarily like hard mm-hmm. or demanding um, in the same way that she has her her job. And she's like, why are you tired? Like you're just on your computer. Or even one time my mom was like falling asleep in like a couch and she's like, wow, you're so young. Why are you tired? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think just because they're, they're, you know, their work is, it's tiring, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, explaining to them everything. I can definitely relate uh, to that same thing. My dad, my dad works in construction. So when he says that we're tired and, and this, when we say that we're tired, he's like, what are you tired of? You don't even do anything. Like my work is hard. Like I think his work is hard for sure. And I probably would not be able to do it, but yeah. my work is also tiring because dealing with people is a, is a different type of, tiring that I think my dad does but not to the extent that maybe you and me do Gabby I think it's like our brains more so get tired than yeah it's it's our brain because I'm not I'm yeah I think it's more mental exhaustion when I come home than my my stepdad pointed that out to my mom and I was like haha like (laughs) like good way to say it (laughs) yeah um yeah, that, you talked about that misconception, I guess, about succeeding after college. Um, that's something that I also highlighted on me for my thoughts. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Where, where did you think, you prior to college, like, where did you think we'd be? <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd rather be back in college than be adulting right now. But um, I think... This first year has been really illuminating and has really taught me what I like and what I don't like. I think I figured that out my last quarter at University of Denver, that I was not going to be at the place that I wanted to be, if that makes sense. I think for me, I don't aspire to work for someone else. And that's a feeling that I did not have before until I started working. Just because it is really hard to work with other people and to understand other people depending on the type of person that they are and also because we are latina women who are already going into an underrepresented field it's hard to i guess connect with other people who maybe don't have the same experiences as we do yeah i think when i was a little girl i guess in middle school I thought that at this point, uh, well, first of all, I didn't think that college would have been possible. But if in my thinking of, uh, well, uh, when I was hopeful and I would think, yeah, after college, if when I go, um, I thought I'd be like living my life with my good salary, like living on my own, like doing whatever I wanted, living my life to the fullest. 
And, you know, I'm living life, but I don't know to the fullest. <laughs> I'll touch on this one later, but right now, y'all, um, we're roughing it up. Yeah. Right <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, and like you, I think we had conversations, too, before we were graduating, where I was like, Elizabeth, like, I'm looking for jobs. And this is scary because the salaries on them are not livable <laughs> yeah they're very little and so yeah it's, i realized too like I, like during my last quarter i'm like damn like i'm not gonna be where i wanted to be financially um and this is just not the come up the the success story that i was um anticipating <laughs> yeah uh, i think i don't know i don't know if i would want to name it like naive or i don't know it's just not knowing you're just not in that place and that just comes with that maybe being like the first in your family yeah and there are some people that i do know they're they it depends on the field but that they are a year after college and they're like making money that's just not my yeah. reality and good for anyone that is there um stay up, mm-hmm. <laughs> stay up for us. i look up to you if that is you but for i mean i kind of had a, a good like wage for a while but yeah you no know, yeah, I, I, I didn't come up elizabeth yeah i just it's hard because I don't necessarily enjoy what I do, or it might be that I don't necessarily enjoy working with the people that I do. I think in talking to other people who are older than me, I've realized that maybe my the fact that I am a woman and that I only work with men is affecting me in some ways. So that's why I say like, talking to people and dealing with people is difficult on its own because depending on the the person that they are like different departments they think different ways like when I think about engineers they're so like they think they're right all the time (laughs) but you're not right all the time like you don't know everything right right everyone has their own discipline yeah so that that for me is like I think that's that's been my my biggest thing the other thing too is I honestly I wish I could be out helping people like people like us so and I don't feel like I'm doing that like yeah well I guess I'll talk a little bit more generally where I was and like like a year after college like career-wise I won't mention any names or anything like that um but just to give you guys an idea so after college like I was in between of taking a la- a job in a lab. It wasn't going to pay me that much, but because I am in the middle of um, applying to um, a public health master's, um, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't, but at this point I'm just going to apply just because um, I do think that public health is my passion area and it's um, where I'm headed towards. Um, but a year after college, um, that well, that didn't work out. Um, a grant fell through, and so I had to like all of a sudden look for a new job. And I landed on this nonprofit, and it was for it, it was serving Latinos um, back in Colorado. And um, yeah, so um, the pay was not the best, but <laughs> I think I took the job offer because I really wanted to learn. Um, firsthand what Latino individuals were going through, especially after college, I feel like there is a level of privilege that you attain and there are perspectives that you start to lose and things you're not as aware of anymore, especially being in a predominantly white institution. Uh, so I took it. And so I was helping people. I, 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 for a year, um, I had been in that area at a bad advocacy and um, policy and just giving direct um, help to older adult Latinos. Uh, and it was rewarding. Uh, we struggled with the pay, like I, um, like Elizabeth too. Um, uh, I also helped with my family um, financially, and so um, yeah, it did not give me the most financial freedom I would have wanted to. But uh, I have learned a lot from it, and I do think that I'll use it in my next career. And actually, right now I moved, I guess, halfway across the country. <laughs> Uh, to Washington DC and I uh, will be working uh, never thought I'd be working in this area but I'll be working uh, in politics uh, helping a public office here so yeah Uh, and hopefully that will propel my career in public health but that's where I am and where and 
a little bit of where I want to be. I don't know yet what I want to do in public health, but um, definitely helping with making plans and helping execute like public health um, efforts. Yeah, but it's rough out here, y'all. <laughs> Financially, I'm like nowhere where I want it to be. Um, I'm really taking a risk here. And so hopefully I can reap its rewards later. But yeah, I'm also going to be applying to my master's and that takes money. And so we'll see if I do it or what comes of this position here and if it'll put me in a better place. I hope so, because I'm like, I moved halfway across the country. I'm like starting from scratch. Like I had to, I had had no bed last week. Now I do, thankfully. <laughs> I have a desk. I have the essentials now. So um, hopefully we're on a come up. <laughs> But okay, Elizabeth, do you want to share a little bit about where you were this past month, this past year, and yeah. where you're thinking you're headed? So I work in marketing. My degree is in marketing. Um, honestly, I changed my major a bunch of times, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And till this day, I feel like I still don't know what I want to do. But in terms of career aspirations, I've really always been a creative person and I think I recall Gabby one time actually telling me when I was trying to change my majors to pursue a creative option but I didn't listen to Gabby <laughs> uh, and because scary. Again, yeah it is it is scary yeah. and I didn't think that would make money I honestly I think that's my biggest regret is not choosing to take that risk and go with that option so I think now I am even with this podcast, I want to pursue design in some way. So user experience design is something that I'm very interested in because I do have most of my experience before I got a, a internship in marketing was in the technical field, working with like dark matter data and building a user interface for like robots. So that is my aspiration. I hope in the future that I will be a business owner of some sort of design shop. That's what I hope to be. I don't want to work for someone else. But in the meantime, while I build that up, I'm going to be working in marketing or user experience design. Um, but those are, I think those are my career aspirations. I think financially, I feel like I'm at a good spot, but, you know, I want more. And I've always wanted to own a home. So um, I think financially it makes sense to to continue working in a, like a traditional nine to five and explore, I guess, different hobbies that I have. Because I like a lot of things. I try a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, that that's what it is for me. So exploring design in some way. Yeah. Well, manifesting it, we're yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, a business. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, I guess what have you been your challenges in navigating the workforce and your identity, and just um, you? Yeah. For me, I think I mentioned this before: is being the only woman in like the room most of the time or just being the only woman in the building period that has been the hardest part because men who work in corporate speak a different language and I'm so thankful I went to DU which is a PWI I feel like that taught me how to interact with with the individuals that I was with on a daily basis I feel like one of the things that I was bothered by, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Gabby, where people think the microaggressions. Mm, yeah. So I've had people, when I mentioned to people that I'm Mexican, it's like, oh, well, you speak so well. It's like for it to be your second language. I'm like, well, of course it is. Or there's been occasions where I think my English and my Spanish, the mixture of it, my Spanglish gets intertwined with my English and it messes up my pronunciation because the way that words are pronounced in Spanish is different than in English. And so I forget like a word that I would, I think one time I said, Ar archive, but it's not archive, it's archive. 
porque en español la CH se pronuncia K. Or Archive. Mm. My bad. So, <laughs> so I said Archive, but it's Archive. Yeah. And so I've had instances where people correct me, which is fine. Like, I get it. I think, I, I don't think that's correct because if you were to say that to someone who's from like Latin America and speaks the language, that's not okay. Like, it's speaking English. It's not okay. So why is it okay to do it with me? I That's the one thing that I feel like I always have to encounter. The other thing I will say is the U.S. is so individualistic. And because we are born between the individualistic and the collectivism, it's hard to navigate, I don't know, working around people who weren't born in the same culture as you do. Because you almost have to, you have to explain that constantly over and over again. And you don't necessarily agree with people. Age is also another thing for me. And I think this is something that you too relate to, Gabby, in your like experience. Yeah. It's it's hard to talk to people who are older than you and you almost don't feel safe. Has has that been a similar experience to you, Gabby? I think for me, I um so like I said, I was working in a Latino based nonprofit. Everyone was yeah, everyone on the team is bilingual. Everyone um Almost everyone is Latino, except one person. <laughs> but yeah, um, and even them, they're very versed in like Latino culture um, for the most part. You know, they've, they've been immersed in it, so they're, they're um, really um, culturally aware. But yeah, ageism was a big, big thing. Um, I was the youngest staff member on the team and um, the youngest female on the team. And so, yeah, that was hard in terms of, like, making my voice feel heard. We had to, we were often in the forefront of a lot of issues that impacted the community. And we were a face for, you know, like, people, like, asking us, like, um, what's this going to happen and how this going to impact Latinos in the state of Colorado? And so I think it was hard to, as the organization as a whole, to make my voice heard. Um, or to feel comfortable to give like my opinion or recommendations, even though um, I I felt capable enough to do it because especially a lot of things that um, I had knowledge on them or I thought that we could have done them in a better way. Um, but yeah, it was hard making my voice heard, and um, I don't know. I don't necessarily regret in the way that I conducted myself or the reason why I felt uncomfortable. I think it was my first job, and I think that. Um, yeah, I just didn't have that necessarily a space always or a space where I was comfortable enough to voice all, all my opinions. Um, so, yeah, that's just my thing. But, um, yeah, for whatever, for, for better or worse, where they're, they, it wasn't, I don't think it was an intentional way. That's just how it was. Like, that, it just, I just didn't feel comfortable. But, yeah. um, luckily, in my immediate team, um, I'm like, if my team ever hears this, shout out to them. <laughs> I miss them. <laughs> But, um, yeah, my supervisor, she was really good at listening to my opinion and asking for, th like, what I thought about. And I felt comfortable enough to, like, say, like, okay, I think we could do this another way or I could do this other thing in another way. And um, in a nonprofit, you take on many roles. And so I did outreach. Um, and I was able to – I felt like I was able to design, coordinate, and, like, take the lead on that. And that was pretty cool. So, but, yeah, yeah um, ageism. Yeah, or one thing I didn't have them do is called me by my short name. No, it was by my full name. Like, um, wait, just you mean your, your team? No, just my whole staff. Like, oh, I did not okay, go okay. by my shorthand name. Um, because I was like, this is another boundary for me to like. Okay, you're not gonna kidify me. Like, I'm a grown yeah. woman. <laughs> so that was a big thing. Um, I guess, and another thing. Um, well, back to you, you on ageism, I guess, before we get to that. But yeah, what were your instances or do you remember like one in particular? I don't, I don't know if I can remember. Hmm. I don't know if I can remember anything that I can say like in specific. Um. I don't know if they did it intentionally, so I don't think they they do it intentionally. It's more so like unconscious bias, 
yeah for the most and I think part. it's also workplace culture like what yeah what previous to us what has been created and what's been the norm in the workforce yeah. and maybe for us as people that are younger that's not something that's a thing anymore so yeah there's like yeah. cultural clashes for sure yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I, I can't pinpoint something in specific but I the way that people would uh, interact with me I think really spoke to the ageism and I mean sometimes even sexism a little and it's again because traditionally the way that the company is run I, I, they probably just aren't are not used to it because most of the people are are involved in senior roles so yeah go ahead go ahead and say what you wanted to say Gabby oh. Before. <laughs> oh yeah well I guess before I forget oh yeah um it's really interesting because so I had a really different I had a different experience to Elizabeth where she was surrounded around a lot of white folks I was not uh, and so I think that's an interesting dynamic right out of college um because even though like I wasn't like I still had to explain myself which I think a lot of people that aren't Latino they don't understand that like we're different <laughs> so my staff was mostly Mexican and Mm -hmm. so it's like it felt again like the start of college where um or the start of any interaction with my Mexican friends like I have to start from square one and explaining to them like exposing them to my culture so that is something that I was like okay like I well I'm old now and I've had to navigate with this my whole life so that wasn't an issue so but yeah that's like that I just wanted to point that out like um that that was a thing that I had to like okay one start from square one like okay yeah. what's this um and so yeah learning how to navigate between different cultures is key like that's a skill to have I think um, yeah yeah for sure I didn't even consider that because I'm Mexican <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wanted to point that out I like, because well, like I feel like what are you talking about don't. Gabby <laughs> yeah it... <laughs> I'm like, when you said yeah, that, I was like, wait, what? The, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they're like, even the words we use, or I had in my job, I had to write in Spanish yeah. or speak in Spanish, like, as one of my requirements. That was something that I had to do on a daily. And so, like, you know, when we make posts or create marketing stuff, uh, even that, like, what words we use, like, what words resonate with the general public. And so, I think. Yeah, but I hope that my I'm like I think my team appreciated me and I I was they were really cool yeah. they um they were really open to learning so I appreciated that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, your coworkers are pretty cool. I met him too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well, God. on that note, Gabby, what now that we both are in the workforce, I think me and you also had different experiences when it came to like maintaining relationships because I think you're a little bit more social than I am. Did you have a hard time, like, setting boundaries with, like, friends and stuff like that? Keep in mind that I'm also your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you mean friends? Oh, like, when going out? Yeah, like, like, was it hard to, like, balance? Because, you know, in college, we're always around our friends. And now, all of a sudden, we're not around our friends. So was it difficult to, like, manage that relationship? Did you start making friends with your coworkers? Yeah, I was lucky enough that a lot of my coworkers, my immediate coworkers, they were closer to my age, so that was nice. Um, and I honestly, when I stepped into my job, I never thought I would make like friends out of my um, coworkers or mm-hmm. be like go out like be friendly with them, like just more so like strictly professional. And so that was yeah. like a nice surprise that I was able to do that. Um, but with balancing, yeah, it, it, it's been a bit hard for me because I think a big aspect of it is like also balancing my time at home. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, so you already heard my comment about my mom asking <laughs> me go out a lot. I'm like, girl, it's just two times a week, but I'm like, you salty about it. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so balancing my time in that sense and also balancing my time with my friends. And the reality mm-hmm. is, is that your life socially will never be the same like it was in college like it's just so hard to do that um you're just not gonna have the same reach because you're not all in one place and I feel like what college did for me too is that I knew that Monday through Friday um it would be dedicated to just me and the people at college Mm -hmm. and Saturday and Sunday that's where I can separate it where some weekends I did go home or some weekends I didn't and so I feel like I had a better separation and a better it, it was an environment that was better for balancing that type of aspect 
uh, versus yeah after and after my job I said I don't want to do nothing I'm sorry like yeah. I don't want to do anything <laughs> especially me like I I work directly with people and I talk to a lot of different people um on the regular because of, of the jerk services we I gave and so yeah like sometimes I'm like my brain is tired and I'm socially like done like I need to like rest so yeah it, it's been interesting like that change for sure yeah how about yeah. yourself Elizabeth <laughs> I think I agree with you on this like exactly the same thing I think now that it's now that I'm working it's hard to make time for people and you have to prioritize your time effectively because if not you'll just overwork yourself and work really tires me out um, and I didn't think that would happen to me but it does and for me because I don't really like talking to people that much <laughs> well I do but I just have to it, it depends on the person if I like you I'll you know of course I'll be around you but if I don't then it's you drain my energy literally but I think for the most part I during like my free time I would spend it on hobbies and like doing stuff that I used to like as a little kid. So like more so like drawing. I tell you guys about Skillshare because I really like Skillshare. It's like taking courses online to like help with any skills, I guess, that you want to improve. And for me, like drawing is one of them. So yeah, I think I, unlike you, Gabby, I actually, I don't think I made really good friends with people at work. Again, because I feel like people at work have a little bit more boundaries, I think, with the work environment. Also, I'm younger. But, yeah, I think for the most part, I feel like I relied on, I was around you most most of the time. I mean, yeah. other friends that we interact with, like, for, like, for just social events. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I might do, I'm trying to do more hobbies because one big thing too is like not letting your work just consume all of you. Um, but that's been hard this past year. I think now that I'm all completely on my own, I feel like that will be easier because I really have that ability to choose like who I'm around yeah. or like who I'm not around. So you don't have your <laughs> mom excited. telling you what to do. <laughs> I know my mom's like, now like, come over here, like watch the novella, like. No, yeah. my, I love my family, but when they're, I'm on my computer, oh my god, even my, my teenage cousin, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> step off. <laughs> no, I'm not doing homework. <laughs> I graduated. I'm just on my computer. <laughs> I was going to say something I forgot. Oh, I was going to say the other day you told me that you didn't know what to do with your free time. Oh yeah, guys. So Wait, I moved you to, just moved. <laughs> I, so I just moved to DC again. Um, and yeah, I last week I was like, I even voiced my middle friend, and I was like, I don't know how to live my life for myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it sounds bad, but I think it's a thing when you're. I don't know. You talk to a lot of like Latina women and you know daughters and older daughters. I'm the youngest, so. But I still match that older daughter storyline. But yeah, I'm like, you have, you are dependent on uh, on a lot. And so this is the first time that I'm not dependent on a lot. And it's nice. Yeah. But I don't know what to do with my time. I think this week I'm adjusting better. But last week it was kind of hard. The, fir the first two days mm -hmm. I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> I feel you, Gabby. Whenever I go on trips, I'm like, wait, I have all this free time and there's not a child telling me that he's hungry and he wants to go play outside. Like, yeah. What do I do with my time? So, yeah, definitely understand that in small little bits because my situation is different. But I think now, do we want to talk about our mental health or do you have anything to share on relationships and just independence in general? Um, I guess. Well, oh, one thing I want to mention is, um, I don't know what this falls on, but I think it's still kind of what we talked about previously. Mm -hmm. um, depending on your field, there's a lot of competition. Um, and I've heard oh, yeah. some people talk about this, like that even with the Latino community, there's a lot of competition between ourselves. Um, I think that's kind of sad. Um, but for me, I think one of the things that I've tried to do while in my, even during undergrad is not trying to pay attention to that. Cause at the end of the day, I feel like 
we all end up in similar like whatever is ours is ours type of thing Mm -hmm. um and I don't I don't know I don't want to pay attention to things like that like I'm just I'm like let me just worry about myself first before anything else and like how I can improve and how I can I don't know if you've like noticed that or heard of that about that in like the professional field because I know it's a thing in politics yeah I was a comp sci major before and that's what all I can think of it's so funny because developers are the most like desired person in any market and I remember when I was in class and even as a professional you're literally competing against all those people in the room because it's it's in high demand and because I think it has to do with like the individualism as well Mm -hmm. but yeah that's the one place that I can think of that 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 exact feeling is present and I'd imagine that as there's very few Latinas who are developers like I can imagine how sought off sought after you are but yes I agree I think Latinos are very I don't know I feel like we're not very supportive of each other even in not just professionally but personally career-wise like Siempre estamos envidiando a la gente and not so much supporting, I feel like. Yeah. I think that's I, also so like just human nature, like um, part of it yeah. too. Because I think something that I've been bad about, I think I'm improving, but I think it sometimes creeps on me is like that wanting to compare myself to others and where they're at. Uh, versus yeah. where I'm at. And I'm like, oh, it makes, I'm like, I make my own myself feel bad for not being at the same place. Um, yeah but I try not to I'm like I try to always remind myself well like you know worry about yourself like you know you improve yourself you try to do better you do you know you handle yourself basically um because once you start comparing yourself to other people it's just like you're not gonna stop it's just hard not to I I agree I think for me I for a while I was a bit jealous of people around me and because of a certain community that I'm a part of it always felt like I wasn't enough to be in it and like other people were mm-hmm. doing a lot of good things. But the same thing, I have to remind myself that, yeah, maybe they're my same age and maybe they're way better off than me, but that, that doesn't mean that they're competition. If anything, I can just learn from them and yeah. ask them questions about how can I get to where you are instead of critiquing them. But again, that's also very hard to do because in that moment, that's all you feel. Like yeah. you're not I good enough. I think it's enough. a skill to build, but yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, I'm like, okay, like gotta be confident in my own self. Gotta be thankful for what I have, for what I've done. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I want to mention that. I was like, that's something that I came across my head as we were like um, prepping for this. Um, but yeah, I guess let's touch on self care and mental health, Elizabeth. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, I think. Not I think. Mental health wise, I feel like working has been the most taxing thing on my body and on my mind. Mental health, even though people like us are age, they're more accepting of mental health issues. There is a lot of things that people don't necessarily understand and have little they don't know how to navigate it they don't know how to navigate mental health and how it affects people. I think in the in the workforce or when you look at any job applic- you're applying to any job, they'll ask you if you have any mental health issues, but when you go to that LinkedIn job post or Indeed or whatever, they don't really have resources to help people, if that makes sense. There's I've seen a couple of companies that actually offer services for people who have say like they're neurodivergent and neurodivergent means like having things like ADHD or autism or anxiety. Companies have stuff dedicated for that. But for me, I think mental health wise, it's just been a rough year in terms of, I think it's because I have strayed away from the things that I actually want to do and I'm not doing something that I'm really passionate about 
So that's why I feel like it's been affecting me. But I will, before, actually, Gabby, I'll let you go first and have you share your experience. And then we can kind of share like some things that maybe might help people who are listening. Yeah, so for me, mental health wise, my last year of college was actually like one of my worst years. Um, I'm pretty open about this, but I did struggle a lot with anxiety. Um, and for, I guess, just to kind of give a little bit more explanation of that. For me, it was like more than stress. It was more than nervousness. Like once I had an anxiety attack, like I would even feel like things were crawl- like crawling on my skin, kind of like that sensation where when your legs fall asleep. Um, and so it got, it was getting really bad, but you know, thankfully, like even when I was in during that year, I did therapy, I did those things. And so this year out of college, it's been, my mental health has been pretty, it's been really good, um, compared to that last year. Um, and so, but I guess, um, in this, in that whole grand scheme of adulting, um, it was very stressful, like, sorry, trying to find a job. Um, and I guess figuring out like what my life would be after college. Cause again, like I didn't have yeah. like, um, I couldn't hang out with the same people as much or, you know, um, there's this like thing someone told me even before graduating, they're like, when you hit six months, you might feel like a little sad because you're like, dang, college is over. Like this is life. <laughs> like you're a working yeah. individual. Like this is what it is. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, moving back with my family, it's been a bit hard because, um, yeah, it's just like, it, it's just hard moving back because um, I feel like at a certain, when you get a certain age, I feel like you just need your own space um, because you're an yes. adult and I feel like your family still sees you as a little kid. So it's just like battling with those things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so my mental health has been much better this year since it has been in a couple of years. Uh, so that's been good but yeah definitely taking a lot of precautions and a lot of um steps to take care of myself basically so it doesn't go back to to that state hopefully ever <laughs> so agree i think a lot of latino people their parents it's normal for their kids to stay in the home and it's such an interest at least for me and i think you feel this too gabby we don't want to be around our parents because it, again it's that interesting dynamic where they want to ¿cómo se llama? Um, we're at least for me financially I'm an adult but in their eyes I'm still a little kid so I don't get to make my own decisions in a sense and that's annoying also I have a lot of siblings and I still live with my parents too dealing with being our being around people who have different personalities and we all have very strong personalities is very difficult and that's also very taxing um I think my siblings for me personally they rely I think financially as well on me in certain situations so I think that's also something that's difficult and I think something that you can relate to yeah you know in some sense yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, there's always at the back of my mind, like, that, you know, I might not be able to do my master's just because my mom is an older person. Um, you know, I feel like I'm falling behind financially, in a sense, and that I need to, like, get straightened out. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, this past year, like, my mom was in a car accident. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not in a financial state at all where I could help her in any way financially. Mm-hmm. um in to that sense you know um I've been yeah. at least I've been able to help her like with rent with you know everyday stuff but yeah that one would kind of hit me hard when I was like damn like like oh my god like all these things happening and I can't really you know I can't fix things as I would like to fix them um yeah or even getting a car for me like I really want to get a new car um and I'm just not able to do that right now <laughs> I mean even yeah. where I'm not I'm at like I don't need a car but like after I'm like I really want a new car <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah so those things too like yeah financial money is makes i think anyone worry because <laughs> um, yep. i mean the society we're in like if you didn't start with a lot of money in the first place it's hard to acquire wealth yeah. um yeah Capitalism. 
several as well. <laughs> oh, the one thing I will say, like financially, I think when I listen to a lot of people who are like financial coaches and stuff like that, they're usually people who are white. And most of those people don't take into consideration that people like us who are like first-gen students, they offer all this advice of start a 401k or Roth IRA, do this, do that, and forget about your parents. But for us, because we grew up in that collectivist and individualistic culture, like it's unrealistic for people like us to not take into account our parents. So in some ways we are behind because I feel the same way, like financially I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna do it like I've had conversations with you Gabby where I've talked about this is I'm not speaking into existence but where both of my parents die I'm like or if one of my parents dies like what am I gonna do like I can't take care of like six other kids I'm the oldest like all those things you know definitely pop up and that definitely affects mental health wise um yeah your brain that messes mm -hmm. you up finances are for sure something that's really scary and i feel like not really well understood in the latino community yeah i think um yeah i think that's something that we need to improve on even myself like thankfully like even me and, i feel like me and elizabeth have in some ways like since we talk we'll be like oh like i do this or you do this or and so we're i've been thankful that elizabeth has shared a lot of things with me um because i think at least know like a, like a little bit how to do like my like I'm pretty good at organizing my financials I guess is what I'm trying to say and I think the only thing right now is that I just don't have that income to <laughs> yeah. you know to supplement the where I want to be at but yeah even with me too like or my mom retiring in a couple of years I'm like dang like I I don't she talks about it sometimes and I'm like I want her to be able to feel like she does have support but at this point I can't like I'm not I don't say anything because I'm like I can't guarantee it and it's stressful. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't, I wish I didn't have that pressure on myself either. Cause I'm just mm -hmm. like, um, like, damn, like, when do I just, you know, I'm able to, to step away from those like generational curses and, um, I can basically have my income just for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you know, just unfortunately, um, just the way that our families, um, I think even you said like, it just hasn't been set up that way where I feel like my mom can be fully independent when she's older. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately. And we also have to take into account like immigration, like maybe your mom yeah. started a little bit later. Um, mm -hmm. You know, people's situations are different immigration wise. And, you know, we have friends who have it a little bit better, but I wouldn't, I don't know if they're, you know, financially in the best spot, but yes, for sure. Yeah. Finances are the one thing that's very stressful. And actually, we're going to have an episode on finances. We're no experts, but we know some things here and there. Yeah, I think we can at least like give the basics, the one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Or at least we can rant about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dang. <laughs> um, I guess, oh, what are some like tips, I guess, that we've used to help us mental health wise Gabby go ahead you actually go ahead okay for me um I am a big big advocate of um therapy I've done therapy now for three years um I know that for some people it's not as easy to access um but I will say um that do your research there are a lot of nonprofits out there that offer um therapy to low-income individuals um and people that don't have insurance and I think it is worth it at least for some type of time period because I think it just helps I know that some people make fun of it because they're like oh you're just talking to this person but I think for me the way that I saw it and you're paying to talk to them but um but the, for me the way I saw it is that I don't feel comfortable talking about certain things with people or what I guess quote-unquote my problems because I feel like it's a burden to people um and I don't want to be I, that's like some other thing I guess growing up as like a daughter that has been very much relied on but yeah I don't want to be a burden and so for me that's facilitated my um just the ability for me to express myself and um just more so think through my emotions 
Um, I think for me, I try to do at least do like one thing that makes me happy in one day or like treat myself to one thing at least because um, like Starbucks or, you know, I know sometimes we're like, oh, like, let me not spend on this because I'm trying to budget. But yeah, at least, you know, maybe like one, a small, a small Starbucks or just like something, some do one thing at least every day that makes you happy is my thing. Um, hang out with the people that make you smile work out or pick a hobby make sure you're getting a good nutrition and taking care of your health i know that people in your 20s like we go out a lot on the weekend sometimes um and we don't drink a lot of water <laughs> drink your water <laughs> take care of your health because it, no get nutrition and no it's a big big thing that impacts your health um and it can really make the difference and yeah like try your best to do it because even though you're not feeling it now you're if you are in your 20s I'm like, once you get older, or even if you are older than your 20s, yeah, like, it's never too late to start, make those up, make those changes, because it does make a difference, even to your mood. And please, most of all, get sleep. (laughs) Most of all, please get sleep. Um, Yeah, because that can affect you, for sure. Elizabeth? Get sleep, or else you're going to get older. (laughs) (laughs) Las Arrugas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever paid attention to people who don't go to sleep, but you can tell they look visibly older in their face. I'm yeah, also like saying this because this has happened to me. Yeah. Like, I've been looking at pictures of myself lately, and because I don't sleep. So thank you, Gabby, for sharing your tips. You look older. <laughs> I always don't tell them to go to sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I one thing I I will add. My bad, guys. I'm back. <laughs> I one thing I will add to what Gabby said. I said I mentioned obviously go go to therapy. I feel like that's thing something that has helped. The other thing I will say, including with the therapy. If you think you have some sort of mental health diagnosis, ask your doctor to help you get diagnosed in some way. Because some people have stuff and they they don't even know it. And sometimes doctors don't always know everything. So always ask for a second opinion. Some people might have like anxiety, depression, or it might be a combination of some other things. I am not an expert, but your doctor might know. Anyways. The other thing I will say, the second tip I will add, is to try to get back to the things that you used to enjoy as a kid. Because I feel like a lot of us, especially us first-gen Latinos, don't, we never really got to be kids. And so go back to those things. And I'm saying this from personal experience. always find that now I'm someone who gets easily frustrated. And the things that I used to enjoy are no longer the things I enjoyed but it's because of the way I was socialized to constantly be in this fast-paced environment so I encourage you all to try to go back to the things that you used to enjoy as a kid and try to be a kid for a while like it's okay like even though we're adults and journaling has also helped me if you depending on the type of person you are you might like on like you might like journaling on your phone for a while. I like journaling on my little iPad keyboard. Um, but now I really like journaling on an actual journal. But one of the apps, two apps that I will recommend, Halo, it's a journaling, it's a journaling app. And day one, day one is really good if you're someone who really like likes to document pictures. And I think it keeps like a photographic memory of the times that you've actually taken pictures on like a daily basis so and I really like the prompts that those kind of apps have like depending on the types of issues that you're dealing with you might be able to choose different different things um and then the last thing I will say is do either Pilates yoga or mindful breathing breathing all of those things I know for a lot of us sound stupid and you're like, what? I'm not a white person. Well, la, 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 la. But 
I tried it too, and I used to think that way too. But I will say that it does help ease your mind and forget about the things that are going on throughout the day. Mindful breathing is the one that I least believed in, but trust me, it works. <laughs> I w- almost had an anxiety attack. I had an anxiety attack on the freeway. And ha- if I had learned how to manage my breathing, I would that wouldn't have happened. Um, so one thing my therapist told me is that when you do mindful breathing and you actually breathe through your, your, um, panza, when you like actually suck in your panza, um, a nerve is being pulled in the back. And so that nerve is sending, um, a signal to your brain telling it to like calm down. So if she had told me that before, maybe I wouldn't have had a panic, panic attack on the freeway, but yes. Those are those are my recommendations for anyone who is is thinking about self self care in their own ways. Yeah, I guess in the interest of time, um, just some some final advice in navigating adulting and your career. Um, I think for me, practice confidence. Like, know what you have to offer. I know that in corporate America, just work the workforce in the united states they make you feel like you're easily replaceable it's just a job and i mean well and yes to certain extent yes it's just your it's your nine to five don't you know we're let's practice the you work to live not live to work but um know your worth know what you have to offer um because when you know that i think it also makes your transition to other jobs into other fields um and to into your career easier and i try to practice that myself too and I feel like that's also helped a lot um, to to progress towards like other other um, places. Um, and I think also be your authentic self. I think um, code switching is really good. I mean, for me, like I don't see it as a selling out. You're selling yourself out. I think that you do have to know the social rules to break them. Uh, and I think that at least helps you navigating a white space. Um, it just makes it easier. Um, and so. I mean, yeah, whatever your opinion is on it, I think that's just my stance on it. (laughs) Um, Also, something that I will share is like, um, don't be afraid to just do little things here that maybe aren't considered like they're not, you know, to par with like what we know as professional. Like I know, you know, wearing sneakers sometimes or like wearing your hoops or saying certain words like or just conducting yourself in a different way that's more culturally you maybe is not always accepted in the workforce, but try it out. Like add little things here and there. Like you don't have to completely be just stuck to what society thinks is professional, you know, play around with it. Cause even I try to, I'm like, I'll take my, my, my white air forces into the, into the Colorado capital. <laughs> We've done it before just cause I'm like, let me, you know, let me bring my, my little, how I grew up to to my my workplace too, and it's not the big. They can't do much nowadays, especially mm-hmm. uh, in in some ways because it could be considered discrimination. So yeah, just be your authentic self, like play around with it, um, feel confident. You know, you do have a lot to offer, um, and be intentional. Don't don't make your job your entire identity. Try out a hobby, try out a lot of the things that Elizabeth said up the apps. Just try them out and see you know what works for you. So that's just my two cents in this. Yeah, the the last thing I will say for people who are introverted like me is like go out and network, go out and meet people because honestly feel during that first year, you don't really do it because you used to do it in college and you're kind of tired of it. But I would really encourage it just because I mean it, it never hurts to go out and meet new people. Yeah, and your network is really good. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last thing I will say is uh, we're workaholics latinos are workaholics and maybe we might do it at a point of survival but i would encourage you to take a break and i'm saying that for myself too that's the last thing i will say okay well yes this is our episode today so elizabeth would you like to close this off yeah so everyone that brings us to an end of Another episode at Latin Con Orgullo. Thank you guys so much for joining us as we explored adulthood as a first-generation Latin. If you found this episode insightful, we encourage you to share your thoughts on what your corporate experiences has, has been like. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. Wait, we don't have Facebook. 
my bad. Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> uh, gracias y hasta la próxima. Bye. Adiós. listening to our stories and our vision. If what we have mentioned is interesting to you, we hope that you join our conversation by tuning in to Latin con Orgullo. Nos vemos en el próximo episodio. Adiós.